Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hey, how uh, are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> no, seriously, how are you? I don't know you? why I did that. I was like, oh my goodness, it's, I don't know what, we never start episodes that way. You're, you know what? You're a little out of practice. You kind of took the summer off. I did. That was unexpected and wonderful. <laughs> I'm so glad that you had uh, the time to do that and were able to kind of do some fun things. Yeah. And now I'm back and I'm like reading a lot of books again. So it's great. Um, I do have to laugh because earlier uh, in it was today or yesterday. I think Jenny made the comment, I should just let Becky curate my TBR. And I feel like, isn't that what I'm supposed to do with these episodes is like help people curate their TBRs? Yes. <laughs> and I agree with Jenny. Like, if you just told me what to read, I would read it because I'm never disappointed. <laughs> never. That's a lot of pressure. It's not though. You're just really, okay. So everybody listening to this, like if you want the number one reason to join the buzzing about romance community, it's the book recs. <laughs> we do give really good book recs. And I think I was talking to somebody today um, in a DM because they were asking for certain recs. And I'm like, you really prefer like a slower burn and you don't have triggers though, right? And she's like, yeah. Um, and she's like, it's really great that you ask those questions. And I was like, well, it's really important to me that I make sure that I'm giving book recs that people are actually going to like. Um, now, I'm all for pushing you all out of your boundaries, which I constantly do. You know, like I know for Jenny, she doesn't like a lot of power play, but there are certain power plays I can get her to read. And then she's like, oh, my God, I like that. I'm like, yeah, you can't just make a blanket statement like I don't like this. I can say it's not my favorite but sometimes you read a friends to lovers book that's like really phenomenal. Not often, but sometimes. Sometimes. Um, so on <laughs> this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, Lindsay and I are reviewing The Brick Wall and The Bombshell by Jiffy Kate. This is book four in the New Orleans Revelers series. So... If you guys listen to the sports episode, a lot of my complaints about baseball books, like, did they just write this book to address them? This book came out before the sports episode. It did. But it, did. it really, like, if you listen to that episode and then read this book, like, it is a lot of things that, okay, let's just preface, preface this by saying Jiffy Kate are diehard baseball fans. They like, are they are diehard baseball fans and they're also um they're also phenomenal humans that write like really their stories can be emotional, but they also write like really great human connections. They do. And then they balance it with this little bit of sports sprinkled in. Um and it makes for a pretty good read. And We'll get into it more, but I think this was my favorite ever Jiffy Kate book. Oh, that's some big words. I've been like a diehard Jiffy Kate fan for like ever. I found them 2017, maybe. Well, the I... Finding Focus series. I was yeah. like that first dabbling into like Kindle Unlimited and they got to like, so I've been around a long time and like this book just like hit the mark on all the things I like. 
Okay, so we will link the synopsis of this book in our on-the-shelf <laughs> show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. Release date is June 15th of 2023. It's a sports romance, baseball, close proximity. There is an element of suspense and a stalker. It's a fake relationship and a slow burn romance. Did I miss anything? They're kind of... The what? He's pierced. I think it's important we note that. Oh, he is pierced. It is very important that we note that. <laughs> um, and then this is the New Orleans Revelers series. And it's an interconnected standalone point of view is first person dual point of view. And the put out percentage was 58%. And there is no third act breakup. And I love that. And I know you love that, but I have thoughts about that because so this book had really great chemistry and we do have the suspense element that adds some tension, Mm -hmm. but I wanted a little bit more emotion and intensity. And I wonder if we would have had that had there been a dark moment, like a little, like some kind of emotional... The suspense plays into them coming out loud with their feelings. But even a little earlier in the book, like some tension, maybe a little I miscommunication. Yeah. I know, but I just feel like it would have added like just a little bit of oomph, especially because it was such a slow burn. Yeah, I can see that. I think that's fair. Um I liked it because I thought the progress, you don't see a lot of romances where the relationship progresses like so organically, it could be like real life. And I definitely like it when tension builds. And I would agree that it's not like crazy intense. Um, there's suspense and there's other Sorry, my dog is like going nuts at the door. <laughs> I'm destroying the door. She has to be in the episode. Um, we do love I to have think, her. I think like for me, when I read this book, I, all the things that I was looking for, it hit the mark on for me. And sometimes like, I just don't like the third act breakup. I don't like the dark moment sometimes. And I think in this particular situation, I really enjoyed the progression of their relationship. I did too. neither of them were looking for it. They weren't looking for it. And I do like that this felt like a little bit of like the snowball falling down the hill. Like it starts very small and very like unassuming with this fake relationship. She kind of needs a more secure place to stay and he needs to kind of help do a little bit of a spit shine onto his um, reputation. And she is, um, our heroine's name is Greer Bradley, and she's just been promoted to the local news um, anchor that's following the revelers. And with that, though, she has a connection to the team because her best friend, Sophie, was the heroine in the... Um, last book in the previous book and so i feel like it started like a very little tiny ball that just slowly rolls softly and starts to gain momentum yeah and it just keeps building and it really did 
build chemistry. I just wanted something to pack it a little harder. <laughs> yeah. The sides. I think that might be like, to me, it reads like a friends to lovers romance. It does, which is why I kind of questioned when I went to do the trope list, is this friends to lovers? Because it's acquaintance to lovers. They knew each other. They were socializing within the same realm. They would be at different parties and situations together. And they definitely knew of each other. And so there wasn't that stranger instant connection. It was definitely a more softer, organic chemistry coming together. Yeah, because they like uh, the reason it's so slow burn is because they spend so much of the book building the friendship. And like, that's the biggest thing is like, I don't think it read as an enemies to lovers at all, because like they kind of pick at each other and they knew each other and there was like friendly, not maybe not friendly bickering, but like they had some banter but it wasn't like a blatant hatred of each other. Like they cared about each other because their friends cared about each other. Um, and like their friend group is so tight knit. It's like a family. So even though they weren't close, there was like that element of, well, we're part of the same family group, like found family. So you are important to me because you're important to the people that I love. And they spend so much time building a very deep connection. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I really liked is within that found family aspect is, you know, they did have some kind of preconceived notions of each other. You know, (laughs) uh, Greer herself came from a very privileged background and her connection to Sophie goes back to their private school days. And she presents herself a little bit as, um, you know, a little bit of a diva at first to the players and Mac, our hero, Mac Granger is our hero. He's the catcher for the new Orleans revelers. And he is one of the seasoned players. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. So he's been with the team for nine years and he is one. I mean, he's basically like a founder of the team. He's one of the first players that they had. They, he, you know, he went through all these years with the team And now he's been in New Orleans for nine years and he's towards the end of his career as a catcher. So, yeah, I would call him a veteran player for sure. Um, And I really like that perspective because you get a lot of baseball perspective from Matt. Right. And he's not the team captain, so he doesn't have the pressure of keeping the guys in line because isn't I think Bo is the captain, right? He's the hero from book one. Yeah, well, or is Ross is it the Bo captain? Or Ross, I thought it was Ross. So Bo's book is book one in this series, and Ross's book is book two in this series. Um, but Mac himself, he doesn't have the pressure of being the team captain, but he has a lot of knowledge to put out into the world. Um, but he's also been deemed the team's playboy. He has. He's. I think so. I think like his relationship with the team. He's not the team captain, but I thought it was really interesting how they talk about his relationship with the team, because like in baseball, the catcher very much drives the game. Like the catcher has to have a close working relationship with the pitchers and the way that he had relationships with his teammates. And then like you see the fragments in the game, like how he knows these people so well that you talk about the trust that's built on and off the field. You don't see that a lot. So I 
really liked how she used the in-game moments to support like just how strong his relationships was with his teammates. Yeah, there was a great like baseball piece where he keeps putting down this signal because he's reading the batter (laughs) and he wants, I think it's Ross. He wants Ross, right? I think it's Ross, yeah. Yeah, he wants Ross to throw a certain pitch knowing that that pitch will end the game for them. That'll get the third out. And Ross keeps rejecting it. And finally it lines up and the out happens. And it was a really great scene. But you see that point you're making with like how deep the connection in, you know, nonverbal communication needs to be between these teammates as baseball players. Yeah. And I love that. And it's just like such a true to baseball moment because I can't tell you how many times late in a game, a pitcher will throw a truly dumb fastball down the middle and just completely blow it (laughs) for the team in a clutch moment. And I just love that like they captured that. So if you're not a baseball fan, like this book will really give you some insight into like some of the really great moments that happen in the game that I love personally. Um, I really liked that they included that because like there's so much in hockey like there's so much of that in hockey romance and you just don't see those little moments in baseball like in baseball books very much and then on top of it like for those moments to actually like build the character of the hero that is smart really smart writing (laughs) you know it's funny because you're like it was really great baseball romance i don't feel like the sport overpowered this book no and i think it was because greer is a reporter she's the girl who's you like in baseball they always have like a girl or a reporter or whatever talking to the players after the game they always have like an on-field person and she is that person for the revelers and I think because of that like because her career is so tightly wound with like what's happening with the team I don't think it overshadows the romance it really just this story was woven and when I say that I mean it was like tightly strings pulled together and knitted into the story and really, everything made sense. There, I do have one little kind of critique and complaint, and that's the romantic suspense element. I was not expecting that. I wasn't expecting it. And I do think this was, I didn't they do romantic suspense in one of our, the New Orleans books? The French Quarter books? Very light, very light and come again. Okay. She has escaped from Houston and come again from a domestic abuse situation. Okay. That's what it was. So I will say in this book, the romantic suspense, um, Greer has a stalker. Um, One, one of two things. One, I wanted more clues. I wanted a little bit more suspense from it because it was really well done you know, the emotion that the authors elicit from us, you know, when these notes and emails and things are happening, the interactions between her boss and um, the police detective that were coming in, especially when you have uh, Mac traveling in a way and he can't be there. 
um, and the emotion that that comes from him. Like, I liked all of that. So I didn't get enough romantic suspense clues as to who the stalker was. So I felt yeah. like it came out of left field a little bit. I'm like, wait, where did this person come from? <laughs> yeah, it was it was very unpredictable. Like you're there's no clues leading up to who the person is. It's definitely unexpected. But I also think that that like the way it's written kind of fuel like a lot of Greer's feelings about the stalker is like she doesn't know who it is and that is what's unsettling to her because she doesn't know what to expect with it and because of that and then like when it does actually come to light who the stalker is it's just like sh you're very shocked you're very surprised um and it's I think I liked that because I felt like it put me in a very good place to like really empathize with Greer's feelings because yeah. I didn't know you could really understand like how she was feeling in the book no um, I agree yeah, usually you do know like usually there's like some clues where you can guess and um you well you won't guess this yeah you I just wanted try you won't yeah <laughs> tell us if you do guess it because we'd like to know how um <laughs> I, I liked it. I just wanted more because really, to be honest, I could sit in Jiffy Kate's worlds forever. Um, I was a little sad because uh, in one line, Greer mentions about going and getting drinks at Come Again. And I was like, oh, we're going to go to Come Again. Oh, we didn't. <laughs> but we did meet. We did get to see CC from um, Neutral Ground. So that made me happy. Yes. I don't think there's a single book in New Orleans set it. Like, I don't think Jiffy Kate has a single book set in New Orleans where they don't go CCC. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I want to say is uh, Jiffy Kate teased that they are launching a new New Orleans series um, that has to do with Sophie, the heroine from book three in The Revelers. Um series it's her family i think um and so i'm super excited about that but does that mean we're not getting any more baseball i hope we get more baseball i just want jiffy kate to write only baseball okay so jiffy kate if you're listening this is Lindsay's please just write baseball I don't know. I, it's not, I'm sure it's not like as popular across the romance community because like hockey romance is so much more popular, but I just love, I, we've talked about this before. Like, I really like the way that Jiffy Kate writes each series. The tone of each series really matches like the setting and the conditions of that series. And I really like how this series with the revelers it's a little bit edgier than some of their other series there's like rock stars there's you know there's a lot of different tropes and i really like the things that they've showcased in this but honestly like i just as long as they're writing books i'm not sad i just like baseball and my romance books and i'm really particular about it so <laughs> you are um so one of the things, you know, Lindsay and I, we've read a couple of different baseball and we're always on the lookout for baseball romances. I do think Jiffy Kate writes very similar to Kaylee Ryan and the Out of Bounds series or Out of Reach series. Um, there's this 
family feel. You got lots of different tropes, great romances. Yeah, really great. I think these are a little bit different because the girls in the last three books are young, except are very young. Okay, mm -hmm. but so there's a line in here because I wasn't quite sure how old Greer was. So I went back and I went looking and Greer is um, the same age as Sophie. So they're only 24, 25. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, they're young characters with enough maturity, though, that they're making smart decisions. And you absolutely do see that in this book. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, anything else everybody should know about The Brick Wall in the Bombshell by Jiffy Kate, other than just to read it? He's pierced. Oh, he is pierced. I, <laughs> I did mean, forget to mention that. that. But we... <laughs> I mean... Okay, there's a really okay. funny throwaway line, like, in the first chapter, where he ta he's talking about a, um, a baseball hookup. And says that she gave him she gave such a good blowjob she almost sucked out his Prince Albert piercing. <laughs> and I love that line because all I saw was Jenny Kate blushing and Jiff going, Yeah, yeah, this is what we're doing. <laughs> like I could imagine that old editing scene. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. And that's another thing about this book. Like there's really like cute comedic elements to it like that even though it's a very serious uh tone throughout most of the book yeah for sure agreed okay anyway. <laughs> um so if you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com Lindsay, thanks so much for coming back and for talking about uh baseball romances with me yeah thanks for reading this one with me of course. Um, until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 